Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Music Mania. Get ready for some screaming heavy metal! We rock! But the evil that men do... Clinton! We're gonna bang your You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Welcome to the first Music Mania Podcast of 2018. I am your host, Clint Schweitzer. Hope you guys had a wonderful, safe, and happy new year. We are off and running with uh, the year 2018, so many big things coming up. Of course, later on in the spring and summer, and we are just sort of uh, bearing down, battening down the hatches here for the rest of the winter, but a lot of big things coming. And to commemorate our first episode of the year, we have a huge guest coming up on this show. It is Mr. Carmine Apice, one of the great rock drummers in history. Of course, we have had his brother, Vinny Apice. Yes, they pronounce the last names different. Uh, Vinny, of course, has been on uh, this show Previously, of course, uh, Vinny made famous in, in uh, his role in uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Heaven and Hell, playing with uh, you know Tony Iommi and Ronnie James Dio, uh, Geezer Butler. And of course, uh, you know, Vinny and Carmine have made an album together. It's called Sinister. The, the um, Apathy Brothers together on this very heavy album with some amazing guest stars like Bumblefoot, Joel Hoekstra, Tony Franklin, Phil Susan, Jim Crean, Paul Shortino, Robin McCauley, and so many more uh, turning out for this thing to help put together this project. We're going to be talking to Carmine of course, about that, as well as uh, the book that he just came out with. Back in 2016, it's called Stick It, My Life of Six, Drums and Rock and Roll. Of course, you can get that still on Amazon. Just a great read. Uh, for, there are some unbelievable stories from, uh, you know, really one of great the great drummers in rock history. You're talking about Vanilla Fudge. Uh, of course, um, Carmine played with Rod Stewart. Uh, Blue Murder, a band I really enjoyed. Uh, King Cobra. He's been inducted into the Classic Drummer Hall of Fame uh, back in 2013 and the Modern Drummer Hall of Fame back in 2014. The guy's been around, done it all. He's got uh, a million stories. We're going to be catching up with him in just a moment to talk about that. And uh, before we do that, I just can't thank you guys enough for joining us. Everything you do, hitting that subscribe button on iTunes, YouTube, either way you decide uh, to listen to the show. Uh, Sending us feedback. Uh, Of course, Twitter, at MusicMania underscore show. We always appreciate the feedback. And with that being said, guys, we want to bring on our first guest of 2018. It is Mr. Carmine Apice, one of the great drummers in rock history. Carmine, welcome to the show. How is everything going? Yeah, well, thank you. Um, it's, it's, uh, I'm in L.A. and having a, you know, so, so far it's a nice and it's been warm in the day and really cold at night, you know? Well, you know... Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd feel sorry for you, Carmine, except for it's 22 degrees here in Kansas City today. Oh, and we're I, know. I, just came, I came from New York. I, you know, <laughs> I've, been, I've been living in New York and L.A., you know, come out here for the holidays all the time. But, you know, last year, when I, last week when I was there, I left on Sunday. You know, Saturday it was like 20 degrees, and I said, oh, man. 
Well, sounds like you you escaped at just the right time, Carmine. But I tell you what, you know, it's been a couple months since the release of um, the Apiece Brothers album, Sinister. I want to talk about that because what a fine album it is. Um, You know, this thing, and you even do a vocal track on this. Uh, Your your PR just sent me this over. You do, you even do a vocal track on this. You got me running. It's a it's a great track. Just kind of talk about what the reception's been like for this album. It's been out a couple months now. I think it's really heavy hitting, very melodic, good stuff, man. Oh, thank you. Uh, we we had a good time doing it, and you know it was like uh, we've always done these drum wars uh, shows. You know, we've done I don't know how many shows around the world, maybe uh, you know eighty shows in the last five years, six years. You know, and uh, you know we never really thought about doing a record until last year. I mean, we did a live record, thinking that you know that would be a good thing to do a live record because it's a live show. But uh, our manager that we uh, hooked up with last year said, you know, it would be really a good idea to do a record and really establish you guys as a a rock act, you know? And not just like uh, a show where people wonder, well, is it a drum clinic? Is it a uh, a rock show? What is it, you know? So uh, we said, well, that's a good idea. So he said, we can... uh, do a pledge music campaign, you know, raise because we said, you know, it, it costs money to do a record. The record deals today are, are not very good for, for rock artists, you know, unless you're like, uh, even, even that, you know, Van Halen's and people like that, nobody's on major labels no more. Sure. And, uh, so he said, well, look, we can do a pledge campaign. I said, okay, well, we, I never did one. I've heard about them. I never did one. But, uh, he said, yeah, you can raise money. He, he managed Anvil, too. He said, we did it with Anvil. It worked great. So so we did that. And uh, right in the middle of that, uh, you know, we got the idea to use this song, Monsters and Heroes, which I had with, uh, uh, recorded with King Cobra. And we, we had given it to Wendy Dio from James Dio's uh, foundation, you know, the Cancer Foundation. You know, so... I said, play this for Vinny. Vinny loved it. And then we said, look, we could use this song as the demo, possibly to get a record deal. You know? Yeah. And we did. And they loved the song, and I loved the idea that, you know, the guy that sang the song, Paul Shortino, used to be managed by Ronnie, you know? And uh, I know Ronnie for years, and Vinny played with Ronnie, so it was like a natural, you know? So then, so then we got a black music campaign happening, and then we had a record deal. I said, wow. This is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, it is. So, this, this so, is... Once, so, yeah, once we got the deal, then it was like, okay, now we have to make a record. <laughs> well, it's it's excellent. And you, you've got some really heavy hitters on this thing. You, you talked about... Uh, you know, Paul Sortino, you've also got Robin McCauley from uh, MSG, you know, Chaz West, Scotty Bruce on vocals, Jim Crean. I mean, guys like Craig Goldie, there's so many links, you know, to to not only uh, to Dio uh, and former members, but uh, from King Cobra, of course, Paul Sortino. Jo- your buddy Johnny Rod came in to do, I think, a yeah. bass part, who, by the way, is the craziest interview we've ever had here on Music Mania, and you can understand that. <laughs> Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You interviewed Johnny? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. It's the first time I've ever lost control of an interview completely. <laughs> he, is, he, is, oh, he is a total cadet, space cadet. I, I love him. He's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Well, you know, you, but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a handful. 
Let's put it that way. That is a nice way to put it. But there's so many great guys on this. I mean, so many guest stars. And you, uh, like you said, you uh, do the vocals for "You Got Me Running." Is is, uh, is singing something that uh, I mean, you've, you've done, I know you've done a lot of like back backing stuff. But is this kind of one of your first, you know, no, lead? No, no. I I, I sang my first vocal on a, a big record, in 1967. I did "People Get Ready" with Vanilla. Vanilla Fudge. Fudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I did uh, all the most of the vocals for uh, BBA. You know, and then I did a solo record uh, in 1982. I did all the vocals on that. Uh, I did another solo record in 70-something uh, in, uh, that, that came out later, and I did ha- half the vocals on that. It was a half instrumental, half vocal, but I did all the vocals pretty much. Yes, I've been singing leads for a long time. That, and that song, uh, I was going to sing Brothers and Drums, too, but when I went in the studio that day, you know... Uh, my allergies were kicking up like they are now, and uh, and I just couldn't get out of my voice out of my voice what I wanted to. So I got a friend of mine who was in the studio with me to sing that song, and I wrote all the lyrics and melodies and stuff for that. And uh, you know, but uh, I've been singing for a long time, and then you got me running. Came right off my iPad. It's like in the night, you know, I write songs on the Garage Band on my iPad. You know, sure. And uh, in the night came from that as well. Um, you know, we, we basically copied the uh, the iPad performances that I put on, on in myself. I played guitar, bass, drums, keyboard, and the, uh, the, the pretty much the melodies. You know, so especially um, you got me running every every lyric and everything. I wrote everything on the iPad, and then we just. Uh, listen to the song and I had it played by proper musicians with me playing drums, you know, um, and it came out great. Now, well, basically when I do it uh, on the iPad, I play drums with my fingers. You know? So here we, you know, I put the full drum set on and, uh, you know, we got your, uh, who played bass on Tony Franklin played bass on it. Who I love, he's one of my favorite bass players, you know, and uh, it, it, came out great. I mean, it, it worked exactly the way I wanted it to, to sound. And uh, and then Jody picked that song to be the, uh, like the radio single. You know, the Monsters and Heroes was the was the actual first single uh, across the board. They get it on, you know, a lot of the heavy rock um, programs around the country and around the world and the video. And, uh, and you got me running, she picked her regular radio because, uh, uh, I didn't think that, but <laughs> she did, and a couple other radio programmers picked that song. Well, they, yeah, they didn't take your opinion at all, I guess. Like, oh, we, we got it. No. no, not at all, but it's fine with me, you know. I mean, uh, uh, and, uh, and the record, you know, uh, actually got us on some billboard charts, which I hadn't been on in a long time, and... Uh, yeah, so it made us sort of a little more current, you know. Sure, it's and it's a great concept. You know, of course, your brother, uh, you know, your brother Vinny, one of the, you know, uh, you both being two of the great rock drummers in history. You know, Vinny one known as one of the harder hitters in uh, in drum in, in rock history. Just talk about the the challenges of kind of recording the drum, recording two different drum tracks. Was well, that? We did different. Well, we recorded differently. Um, you got my tea kettle going on. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, basically, when we started doing the record, uh, we we had songs. We had the idea to do, you know, like sort of like what we did in our uh, stage show, where I played 
some historical songs of any place in historical song by himself. So we figured we'll do at least one historical song a piece, you know, that we can um, play by ourselves. So, so with Vinny, uh, we did the Sabbath Mash, right? And yep. with me, we did uh, Riot was Blue Murder. So we had to. Well, the Sabbath Mass we did live anyway, so we knew we knew how to play that, and uh, we, so we got uh, two Japanese girls that play with us, uh, uh, the Okai sisters. They play bass and guitar, and we we rehearsed with them, and we went into the studio basically with six song ideas, you know. And we went out here in L.A. and we went into uh, Jorgen Carlson, who plays with uh, Government Mule bass player. We went into his little studio, and we put down those six tracks. And when we use a second drum set, uh, we can only have one drum set on at one time. Uh, so when, like, I put a track down, then Vinny would have to go put his track down. He used my drums, we'd retune the bass drum. We uh, put a different snare drum on, maybe tune, bring a couple of his toms in, put the toms on my kit, and then we'd have a different sounding kit for him. Sure. And then he would play with the click and uh, play his parts against what I did. So we did that on the first six songs. And then um, after that, then we got guitar players in that sent us tapes, you know, well, you know, tracks online, you know, with the uh, files. And then we took those tracks and we, it was first, uh, we would give it to maybe Paul Sheltino to write a song or Jim Queen to make a song out of it with lyrics or melody. And then we'd put the bass on it and then, uh, I would do drums, and I'd send it to Vinny, and he would do drums, send it back to me. And that's basically how it went down, you know? Well... And, uh, and then we, we had the idea to do the right and the left drums in the mix, you know, from the get-go. But uh, we didn't use it on the whole album, you know. Uh, one track we did called Suddenly, uh, Vinny started, and I played, and Vinny, and me, we, we, we were down the middle of the mix, but we played, you know different sections of the song. So we like that, but yep. that didn't work as good to me as the right and left. And we need to, so, we, so the next record we do, we're going to do the right and left pretty much on all the songs except the ones that we play individually. Well, it's it's a it's a great album, Carmine. I mean, it's just uh, just as heavy hitting, very melodic, very hard, very heavy, as you would expect from uh, two of the great drummers in rock history. And you guys, uh, you know, it's uh, we're right before Christmas here, but you guys are getting ready to head uh, head off to Europe. You got Poland and Germany coming up. You got a bunch of live shows coming up over across the seas, and then you come back uh, come back to the states at the end of January. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're heading out on uh, January second. We're going to end up uh, in Poland. On the day before we actually uh, play, we have a band. See, you know, the way we've been doing this is we have different bands around the world, you know. We got a band in uh, Europe, we got a band on the East Coast, a band on the West Coast, and uh, and that's how we've been playing it. You know, if we have West Coast gigs, we use uh, the West Coast band, you know. Uh, but Jim Queen pretty much goes all over, except in Europe, we have another guy that we used in Europe who was really good, so. We're going to use the European band over there. And then uh, we come back, we do the NAMM show, we're doing the Heavy Metal uh, Hall of Fame Awards. I'm getting inducted. Vinny was inducted last year. And uh, and then we're going to play two of the songs. So that's going to be great. And then um, right after that, we play with Ace Freely yep. on, uh, in New York City. And then we have a little break. Vinny's going to go out with Last in Line at that point. 
I have some vanilla fudge stuff to do. And then uh, we're going to re, uh, regroup and um, we have the, what is it, March 25th at the Cutting Room in New York and then we're trying to put some other shows together around that. You know? And then uh, we go back to Europe in next May. Absolutely excellent. A lot of live stuff coming up, and I tell you, it's crazy that it's been uh, it's been over a year now since your book came out, which is one of my favorite rock memoirs. It's a stick it, my life in sex, drums and rock and roll. I want to talk about the book because let's just say that Carmine, for those that haven't read it, you uh, did not pull any punches to protect the innocent or guilty in this book. It's a it's a full on <laughs> great stories, man. What a great book, and uh, what's the reception been like? Uh, you know, here here we are a year later. Yeah, well, you know, the book came out and it did it did okay. Uh, I was sorry that it didn't come out originally on the uh, on the the book. You know, it was just originally supposed to come out on VH1 books. I think it would have done a lot better on VH1 books. You know, but uh, it came out on a on a big indie label, and and you know, a big indie label is, is doesn't have the clout as as a major book label, it's just like a record company. You know, sure. So. So it did okay, but I think it would have done better if it had to come out on the original deal. But unfortunately, VH1 Books went out of business just before we finished the book. You know, and um, that was really too bad. You know, because the writer who wrote uh, my book and Nikki Six's uh, Heroin Diaries, she did such a great job. You know, rewriting stories and making them really, you know, like compelling and stuff. You know, and we worked hard on that book. And you know, we were taught on it for a year, you know, and and before that, you know, I've been working on this book for 20 years. Yeah, wow. I started it in the 80s, you know. So I was really a bit, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that happy with the, with the results, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? You know, so, so I'm over it and on to new other, other things. I got it out. Maybe somebody will read it and some producer, screenwriter will say, hey, you know, this will make a good movie, you know, make a movie out of it, yeah. Yeah, and you get Zac Efron to play you, and it'll be it'll be perfect from there. I mean, that, that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, well, yeah. the, uh, another thing, you know, you, you talk about, uh, you know... A lot, so many bands celebrating anniversaries of things, so many classic bands, but you are celebrating, Carmine, your 50th anniversary in music. Of course, the first Vanilla Fudge album came out in 1967. Here we are, 50 years, man. I mean, just does it, does it seem like that could be possible? I mean, just uh, you've been on, you've had quite a run, my man. Well, let's put it this way. I couldn't believe that we, you know... I remember my father used to say, I know that guy for 50 years. You know, I go, wow, that's a long time. That's, <laughs> that's, how, long, that's how long I know these guys in Vanilla Fudge, you know? That's unbelievable. So it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a crazy, uh, crazy thing to, to see that. And, you know, he also told me, uh, my father said, you know, when he was like 77, you know, and I'm almost his age now, <laughs> so I'm six years away. And he said, you know, my brain still feels 17, but in my body is, you know, definitely getting older, you know, and I said, you know, when he told me that, you know, I sort of related to it, but uh, I really related to it now, you know, uh, as you get older, you, you know, your body starts changing and this and that, so, you know, I, whenever I'm up there playing now and I'm doing my solo and I'm playing really hard, and I'm going, God, can I, am I going to be able to do this in 10 years when I'm 80, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, so... We'll see. 
see. Well, there's no signs of uh, of slowing down yet. And I always wonder because you know because uh, Vinny's he's a uh, what ten or eleven years younger than you. You know, growing up, of course, you were you know a, you know musician from very you know you enjoyed the percussion and musicianship. At what point were you was uh, Benny you know the the Vinny the pesky little brother trying trying to to play drums? I mean, were, were you kind of annoyed by by that or how how did it kind of come about that he? Well, no, I, well, I, well, I wasn't home when he right. started playing. You know, okay. I, I was already gone from the house. I was already playing with an fudge and being a rock star around the world. You know when he uh, when he started playing, and I just happened to go home and see that uh, you know that Vinny was learning you know, to bang on my drum set. You know, <laughs> so when I saw that, I uh, you know I immediately noticed the talent. And you know it says it in the song. You know. You know, I noticed the talent that he had, and then I, I, I said to my parents, well, we should send him to, you know, for drum lessons to the same guy I went to, you know? So that's what we did. And so and he started when he was really young, and, uh, and basically he, um, I think he studied for three years. Uh, so by the time he was 11 or 12, he was technically really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he had all the techniques down, and then it just went from there. And I remember uh, I have I read my I don't know if you read my book. Yeah. You know, but, yep. Well, there's that scene, you know, that story where my mother gets a call from Rick Derringer. Yeah. And uh, and my mother says, uh, Rick says I want to talk to Benny. She goes, Oh no, you want to talk to Carmen? <laughs> yeah. She couldn't believe that Rick Derringer was calling, you know, to talk to Vinny. You know? <laughs> Oh, that's uh, great. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, you guys have you guys have both been uh, so accomplished, so such wonderful. Uh, you know, we, we from all that you guys have done, I th- we could talk about every uh, musician you've ever worked with, but they would take us until next until 2018, Carmine. So we just uh, want to thank you for joining us today. I know uh, you know it's it's early out there in LA, man. So we just hope you have a wonderful holiday season. You can get this album, guys, on CarmineAPiece.com. As you can uh, get the link to that. Of course, well, the book. Actually, actually you can get the book on that. The album album you can get all, all the normal place i don't have the album online because uh we you know we, we didn't want to do that right now you know we wanted all the sales to to go to uh you know the label and scan and all that stuff you know? and it's of course available so on you itunes can actually, you can, yeah yeah you can actually get it at uh you know amazon and you know mom and pop stores you got vinyl you got cds you got the whole bit, so. Uh, absolutely. It does the streaming and all that stuff, too. All of it. Absolutely, Carmine. Well, I tell you what, best of luck on this tour. We will catch up with you when you guys come back to America. hope to catch a show uh, one of these days, my man, and I uh, can't thank you enough for joining us. Catch up soon, and Merry Christmas to you and your family, my friend. Okay, thank you, man. You back bet. You. Thanks a lot. All right, cheers. And a huge thanks to Carmine Apiece for joining us here on the Muse Mania podcast. Definitely somebody I've always wanted to talk to. Um, one of the great drummers in rock history, of course, you know the work from Vanilla Fudge to Rod Stewart, Blue Murder, King Cobra. He's done it all. I want everyone to check out the album Sinister. He's done with his brother, brother Vinny. Uh, you can go to his website, CarmineApiece.net. And uh, of course, you can find that album Sinister on Amazon, iTunes. Check it out. It is definitely worth it. Some great guest stars uh, on that album, guys coming in. Uh, of course, you know guys like Robin McCauley, Paul Shortino doing, uh, you know, doing vocals, uh, Joel Hoekstra, 
uh, doing uh, on guitars. You got Mike uh, Sweda. You've got Johnny Rod. You've just got a lot of guys in there. And of course, you know the Apathy Brothers are linked to basically every musician that's ever played in hard rock. So uh, no, it's just a great album, and we want to thank Carmine for joining us and for you guys for checking out the interview uh, as we forge ahead here in 2018. So many good things coming up. So many big things, big interviews next week. I think um, we're going to have a double shot of a podcast. We've got uh, Happy is going to join us from. Hairball. If you guys haven't seen Hairball, they are coming to Kansas City um, on January 12th, Friday night. Be sure to check them out. They are a bombastic celebration of 80s arena rock, one of the best tributes you will ever see. It's so intricate. They've got pyro. It's a big show. And Happy, the guitarist, is going to be joining me to talk about that, their return to Kansas City. And Gary Peterson, guys, founding member, drummer from the band The Guess Who, one of the <laughs> biggest bands uh, you know, of the early 70s. You think about American Woman and how big that single was. Uh, Canadian Hall of Famers, the Guess Who, what a what a influ- influential, amazing group. Uh, Gary's founding member, drummer. He's going to be joining me to talk about uh, their upcoming shows. They've got some shows coming up. So, thank you guys so much for joining us. Keep it tuned right here on the Music Mania podcast all the way through 2018.